coming to the end this morning, uh, a series that's taken us through these summer Sundays, thinking about what it means for us to be a church, a Christian community, and uh, the the topic, the theme that we've got left, that uh, Claire has left with us, is a community on mission. What does it mean to be a, a group of people that are on mission together, recognizing that most of the time we're not together? And that most of our mission is something that carries on in our lives where God has placed us. And we've been thinking an awful lot about that as we went through our series in Ephesians. So we're thinking about what we can do as a community to recognize the mission that we're on together. And a number of communities, either big communities, whole churches, or small communities like a small group or an extended family or a house church or, or whatever around the world have been using the acrostic bells, thinking about making a noise for the goodness and the love of God. Now, we used to do something, didn't we, on a May Day bank holiday called The Noise, which was about uh, uh, making a noise for the love of God. Well, it's a similar idea. We use bells to celebrate we use bells to make announcements. We make, we use bells at significant moments in history. Bells were used to, uh, celebrate the winning of a key battle in the Second World War in North Africa. And then 70 years later, we used bells just before the Olympic Games, uh, to welcome everybody to our country. All about making a noise. What do we make a noise about? What do we announce and celebrate by the way that we live? Now, Jesus, when he came, he uh, he gathered people together. He called a few close to him and began to talk to them. Uh, And on certain occasions, he gathered the whole crowds. And he talked about the way of life that uh, people that follow him might Live a way of life that was to be a blessing, uh, and John's going to come in in just a second. Read to us from Matthew chapter five, which talks about this blessed life that Jesus has for us. And then right at the end, it talks about how we're called to be people that make a noise. It uses different uh, imagery of light and salt, but about making a noise for the love of God. John, would you come and read that to us now? So we're reading from Matthew five. Verses 1 to 16. That's found on 968 in the Pew Bible. It's entitled The Beatitudes. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who thirst for hunger and righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad. Because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Thank you, John, very much. It's interesting to note just at the end that as our light shines, people don't end up praising us or looking to us, but as our light shines, the Bible says, they end up praising our Father in heaven. So we're thinking about living this uh, life of mission, this blessed life where we're to be a light where God has placed us. So back to the to the bells, making a a, a noise, announcing something. I want to ask you whether in the different places where you are during the week, are you good news in those situations and in those places? We're called to be good news people in honour of Jesus. And how do we do that? Well, the bells acrostic perhaps help us helps us think about some of these things. Firstly, B, for blessing others. For blessing others. I want you to think with me for a moment about blessing those that are around you. And some of the ways that these communities on mission have organised their life, they have a, a spiritual rule in their lives. And that's that they'll seek every day to bless one person within the community, one person who doesn't yet know Jesus, and keep one blessing spare for whatever comes along. One for someone in the community, one for someone who doesn't yet know Jesus, and one blessing spare for whatever might come along in a given day. And they would commit themselves to that every day. And then when they gathered, either on a Sunday or a different time during the week, they would share with one another the ways in which they've been good news, they've been a blessing. And I think we need to remember that being a blessing is often the small things that have a big effect. Sometimes we think we can't do very much. But it's often the little words of encouragement, the little gifts, the little noticing, the little coming alongside that makes such a difference in people's lives. So if you were to live by that rule today, who would you bless within this community? Who would you bless not yet part of this community? And what one spare blessing, how might you use the spare blessing? And what might you do to be a blessing in those three areas? Uh, Maybe you want to reflect just quietly to yourself for a moment, but I'd encourage you really just to share with a couple of people around you. Who might it be that today you could bless within, without, and one spare? And what would that blessing look like? Go. So we're thinking about bells and we're thinking about making a noise for the love of God and thinking about uh, that starts with us being a blessing, the people that we are good news to. What about the E? The E is for eating. 
Eating is such an important part of our lives. Way more important than simply the food that sustains us. And obviously it's uh, hugely important for that reason, for that purpose. But eating. We have 21 meals a week, uh, if you include breakfast. And breakfast apparently is the most important meal of the day. Never quite understood that, but that's what everybody says. So including breakfast, we have seven, uh, uh, 21 meals uh, a week. And the rule, the spiritual discipline that this, these communities that are using the, the bells across figures as, as a way of thinking about being a community on mission, is to say, well, we'll do the same with our meals as we were thinking about being a blessing. In a given week, we'll make sure that we share one meal with someone who's not yet part of our community. We'll share one meal with people that most certainly are part of our community. And then you've got it. We'll keep one meal spare for whatever God brings up during that week. So three meals a week to share in different ways. I'd like you just to think about, again, perhaps with the same people or or, or maybe quietly or or different people, if you didn't think the first discussion went very well, uh, I'll leave that with you. Um, Just to think about, what meals could I share and with whom? So it could be a lunch at work. It doesn't have to be a three-course dinner with all the trimmings, although it could be that. What, What meal could I share and with whom? Someone in the community, someone outside the community, and have a free one, as it were, in a given week. And what kind of things stop me from sharing that meal? Because I guess that most of us uh, don't share three meals a week with others in that category. Maybe we do, and it's part of our, our normal rhythm, uh, and fantastic that that is. But perhaps if we're, if we're, we're sort of struck by the fact that uh, that's not something that's part of our, our normal rhythm, what is it that, that stops me? Is it, is it my, my worry about how good the meal will be? Well, let's share a packed lunch and they can bring their own and I'll bring mine. Or is it the time I don't feel I have? Is it that I'm not, not familiar with welcoming people into my home? What are the dynamics? Because that question helps us understand the kind of things that perhaps keep us a little distant from one another. And as we get over those barriers, whatever they might be, the Bible says that when we begin to eat together, something changes. It's no accident that the communion meal was placed right in the middle of a larger fellowship meal where the community would have gathered. So uh, just think through eating Three meals a week, what might those meals be? Who might I share them with? And what stops me from doing that more often? Go, 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 go. And so we gather our prayers this morning for those around us that you've given us to bless. Those around us that you invite us to invite them with the welcome of time and food and friendship and togetherness. And we ask that as we gather together to celebrate all that you do in our lives, that our conversations would be about those that we're reaching and loving and serving and blessing. That our prayers would be about those that we're welcoming in our day-to-day 
lives. Lift us out of ourselves that people might see the good works that you've prepared for us and in response glorify our Father in heaven. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. One of the issues though, if we're to be a community that is constantly reflecting on our mission, is to be a community that nurtures and nourishes that in our inner lives and in our inner world. So if bells is for, is B is for blessing and E is for eating, L is for listening. The discipline of listening to God and therefore being able to respond to the promptings that he gives us in our lives. The Bible says that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Groups of people in our church that have been working really hard so often, I think in recent times, to listen is our children. Uh, And Heather's going to come and lead us uh, just for a moment in a time of encouraging us in our listening uh, to God. Heather. There was a boy in the Old Testament who learned to listen to God. God called to him in the middle of the night. He had a strange job, especially for a kid. He, he lived in the temple, and, uh, and his job was to help Eli the priest just doing all the temple stuff. Can you imagine living in here? It wouldn't be very comfy, would it? Do you think he had a proper bed? Do you think he had a DS or a, or a PlayStation? I don't, I don't suppose he did. Um, so it was a bit of a strange job, but, but, uh, oh, does anybody know what his name was? What was his name? Anybody shout it out? Yes. Samuel. It was Samuel. And God, well done, Sophia. God called out to Samuel. And Samuel woke up in the middle of the night hearing this voice. And, uh, he's like, oh, that must be Eli. You know the story. And he went and said to Eli, what do you want? And Eli thought, what's he waking me up for? It wasn't me. Go back to bed. And this happened a couple of times. And eventually Eli thought, I know what's going on here. It's God who's speaking to Samuel. And uh, at that moment he said, right, next time it happens, Samuel, this is what I want you to do. And he said, you need to say to God, speak, Lord, for I am listening. I'm listening. And uh, we've been learning to do that uh, as often as we can, really, in our children's sessions, because I think it's something that takes a long time to learn. Samuel got it really quickly. His gifting became, he was a prophet. He grew into, you know, as an adult, a prophet who was really respected and spoke the words of God. Uh, And I, so I think he caught it quickly. I think certainly for me, I have taken considerably longer to learn to recognize the voice of God in my life. Maybe you're like that too. Sometimes I can look back on my life and think, God spoke then. It was so clear. I wish it could always be like that. Have you ever felt like that? There have been moments when it's been really clear, but a lot of the time. It's more like, have any of you got one of those radios where you have to turn the dial to get the right channel? Anybody still got the right station? Anyone still got one like that? (laughs) A few of you do. And then so you're you're trying to find uh, the channel that you want, the station that you want, and it's going and then you find, is that the one? No, 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 that's not the one. 
is that the one? No, that's not the one either. And eventually, keep twiddling, keep turning, change the bandwidth, everything, and eventually you'll find the one you want. And that's more often what it's like when we're trying to listen to God. Sometimes you'll think, okay, I've got half an hour, I'm going to listen to God now. Nothing. And after five minutes, you think, oh, it's really hard, this listening to God business. And you give up and you go and do something else. And other times, maybe you're out for a walk. Maybe you're by, by the beach. Maybe you're somewhere where your heart is just in a peaceful place. And all of a sudden, God just drops a thought in. And you think, oh, hello, Father God. There you are. I love you. It's fab what you've made. And he says, oh, thanks. I'm glad you like it. I love it too. Do you you know what I mean? Sometimes you're just there. You're just in that moment listening to him. And I think God's desire is for us to learn to twiddle that knob faster and faster. So it gets easier as time goes by because we practice it a lot. And uh, gradually we'll get to hear him more easily. We'll we'll know exactly where on the radio to find that, that God channel, that God station where we can hear from him. And for some of us, It'll be sitting quietly in our rooms. For some of us, it'll be when we're out for a walk or we're driving the car or we're just in that little space where we're just on our own and we can say, hello, Father God, what do you want to say to me now? And you've tuned in, you're on the button and you're ready to hear from him. I'm going to, in a moment, just give us an opportunity to listen to God. But I know for many of us, it's quite difficult. So um, certainly in our our sessions, uh, many of the children like to draw Uh, whilst they're listening to God. And sometimes God will give them a picture and they'll just start to draw it. And it's the same for adults. Many of you will concentrate better if you're drawing, writing, scribbling, doodling, whatever you want to do. So uh, my two beautiful assistants are going to hand out some paper and pencils now. And if that's you and you would like to to draw during our listening time, then just grab a piece of paper and a pencil and go for it. Um, We're going to play a song. And it might be that you just want to sit quietly and shut your eyes and say, okay, Father God, I'm ready to listen to you now. You might just let the words of the song wash over you and just, just be open to what he might say and how he might want to restore your soul this morning and how he might want to speak to you. So um, if, you want, if you want to, um, uh, how many people would like paper and pencil? Just, just put your hand up so we can see. Um, maybe I could ask Helen, would you grab some paper from, from Simon and just give him a hand there? Because I'd really like you to have it before our song starts. That would be really lovely. So in a moment, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to take away all the distractions and all the other things we need to think about. We're going to ask God to speak to us and ask him to help us to listen to him. And you draw whatever you want. You don't have to tell us or show anyone afterwards unless you want to. Um, But it's just a chance to let God speak into our lives. And the more we practice it, the better we'll do it. When we did this at the church, at the kids weekend, some of the pictures that the children uh, drew were really precious, really precious. There was one you might remember seeing a few weeks ago of um, uh, a slide of, uh, there was God and there was the person who drew the picture and God was saying, I really love you. And this person, the picture who drew it was saying, I really love you too, God. And underneath it, it, it was explaining, you know, God's saying to me, that he loved me enough to die for me. God's saying to me that he loved me enough for Jesus to die on the cross. It was really precious and beautiful. So even in a few moments while a song is playing, God's Holy Spirit can just drop 
some truth into our hearts. Is there anyone upstairs who wants paper? You're all okay up there. No need to go upstairs. Is there anyone who um, hasn't had any paper and pencil but wants it? Wave your arm madly if there's anyone. We're ready to go then. Let's pray. And then are we ready with the song? Okay. Let's pray together now. Thank you, wonderful helpers. Lord Jesus, you said that your sheep hear your voice. You didn't say some of the really clever sheep will hear your voice or some of the really talented ones or some of the ones with amazing gifts. You said all of your sheep would recognize your voice. You're the good shepherd and we're the sheep. You call us each by name and we'd respond to your voice. So we're asking this morning that each one of us would hear from you. Would you take away all distractions, would everything else that normally fills our minds, and would you come and whisper to each one of us during this song? In the name of Jesus, amen. Father, help us in our listening to you. Today, Help us in our listening to you in our ordinary lives. To create those moments when we know that we hear you speak. For some, it will be times of stillness and quiet. For others, it will be times of noise and busy activity. For some, it will be inside and others outside. In different ways, help us to find the way where we, help, where we connect with you and hear what you are saying. Thank you for the ways that you would have spoken to many of us in just these past moments. Help us to treasure what you say in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. And very closely related to listening is the idea of learning, the second L in the bells acrostic. And so these different communities would gather together and share with one another what they've heard God say. They'd have a a rhythm of making sure in the week they set aside time when they listen to God, then gathering together uh, to share what God has said. But also they'd commit themselves to reading each day a portion of Scripture and then bringing that back. So when they're together, they would talk to one another about what they have learnt. One of the great things about the whole soap thing that we started doing a year or so ago was it encouraged us to take what God had spoken to us about and to share it with others. I love the way some of us are still doing that. Either in our small group, we're still sharing those things. Or in our accountability group, some of us are still sharing those uh, particular verses that God lays on our hearts. Some of us are sharing them on Twitter or on Facebook as a way to say, and when someone posts the verse, uh, uh, we know that's what God's been speaking to them about, and they're, and they're sharing it. So listening and learning. And so when these communities would gather together, there would always be time for them to share what they'd heard and what they'd learned, so that together they would say, 
out of what we're hearing and learning, we're going to trust in God. Let's sing that together. I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust in Jesus. Let's stand. And help us this week. As we think about what it means to be bells, to be a blessing, to offer our times of meal as times of friendship and welcome, as we think about our listening and our learning, help us also to remember finally that we are sent, that today you send us for you and you send us to be who you are in those places. Help us, your sent people, to announce and celebrate the good news of Jesus where we are. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.